take us back. How'd you get into acting? Well, about 50 years ago, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was four years old when I started acting. Um, but I, I've always been like, my two older sisters, Hunter and Kelly, uh, we were all in like a little improv stage door theater classes together when we were younger. And we would put on plays at this little playhouse in Agora for like an audience of like 45 to 50 people like every month and it was so fun and it was just like really silly and that's kind of where my love and our love for the entertainment industry kind of sparked and so after that I started doing like small commercials uh my very first job ever was a life cereal commercial and um it is still one of my favorite cereals ever uh fun fact actually real quickly before I get into like the rest I um so that was my first job ever, right? And so when I got nominated for um, the Emmy for the act, they, uh, Life Serial, sent me a package to my house with two customized Life Serial boxes with my face on both of them. One when I was like a kid and then one at some red carpet event. And they like put it like packaged it beautifully and like put like this beautiful note on the front of it being like congratulations from being a life serial girl to now nominated for an Emmy it was the coolest moment ever um so that was my first job ever and then I did a ton of commercials some tv stuff here and there and then ultimately kind of graduated um from doing that to doing like limited series and film and um so yeah it was like a slow climb but it was it's been like it's been a, I've been acting for like almost, I think 16 years now. So. Yeah. There's a, when, when you, when, when you do something like get nominated for an Emmy or, you know, do, do something like the act, it, it takes you, it, it brings a lot of new people into your world that know you. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of people will assume that there's an overnight success element to things, but it's for absolutely sure. not. I mean, you've been acting since you were four. So what was that like yeah. for you? Um, that's so true, by the way. Like, people do assume that it was, like, an overnight thing. Um, I, I remember when Brie Larson got nominated for her Academy Award for The Room. Uh, for Room, not The Room. Wait, yeah. which one is it? It's Room. room. It's room. room. Um, she, everyone was like, oh, where did she come from? She just, like, blew up overnight. She'd been acting for so long, and people forgot that she was, like, that funny college girl in 21 Jump Street. Like, she's, like, she's been around forever. She's amazing. Um, But, uh, yeah, it it is interesting when people who watched the act, like, discovered they had also known my other work, and they had, like, no idea. Um, So that that was also very fun for when people would, like, come and say hi to me and be like oh we love you on the act and why do you look so familiar otherwise though were you in blah 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 blah? I'm like yeah I am and so that was that was really cool too and also what I loved about the act and how um you know all the amazing things it did for me was that before that when I had the kissing booth come out it was just such a different kind of job and so I what I love about my job is I get to become completely different people all the time. So a lot of the fans who watched the kissing booth and fell in love with that character who dragged their parents into seeing that, um, their parents now can appreciate a different set of work. And also the younger fans too. Some of them even said they watched the act where I was like, "Mm, really? That's not quite appropriate, but okay. Um, But it, it did pull in such a crazy big audience, which was really exciting for me. And, 
you started when you were four years old. So <laughs> yeah. most people when they're four years old, they're learning words and about to start kindergarten and I still started you, kindergarten. Yeah, but you know, you you started you started professionally acting at that time. Do you remember what that was like back then? Yes, I actually remember it really well. Um, I don't remember every job I did, but I remember certain things really vividly. It's like my first job, Life Serial commercial. I remember every detail of that. Um, for me, because I enjoyed, like I was such a little attention whore when I was younger. <laughs> I just enjoyed like people like looking at me and like hearing me speak. And so being on set was just like strictly fun for me. It was just a really good time. It didn't feel like work, obviously. And it didn't feel like I was, you know, you know, I feel like sometimes I see kids who at that young age take it too seriously. And I think that when you're that young, it's important to kind of, you know, appreciate it as like a fun thing. It's not really supposed to feel like work when you're a little kid. Um, So I just had a wonderful time and it took me, it took me a while to kind of understand like, oh, this is work. Um, But even when I did, I never felt like it was hard. You know what I mean? It was when I, my first like really big job that was so much hard work and really fun but just really exhausting was Ramona and Jesus and I remember filming that like it was yesterday and it was the most intense kind of work I've ever I've ever done because I was nine and I was carrying this whole movie on my back and I just had such a fun time and I remember feeling like it was actually work then but I was also like oh this is the type of work that I want to do for the rest of my life and that feeling that I had when I made that movie has stayed with me for even to now like i just love it so much so seen ramona and Beezus, by the way just wondering uh, i will say i have two sisters so the younger sisters that are obsessed with it so i have caught pieces but oh, i have okay. not seen them cameron as one of my best friends have you seen ramona oh <laughs> joey I, of course I, oh, yes. such okay. a liar. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, um, the, the your first work that I, that I ever really knew you from was White House Down because that was one of my favorite movies. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, a lot of actors or actresses um it's a it's a numbers game. You hear no a lot more than you hear yes. So, can you talk about that a little bit? What that's yeah. been like to to go through that you know emotional roller coaster that is a yes and a no in this industry. Man, I've gotten so many. Jeez, you see that like double chin action happening right now? Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, lots of quarantine food. What's up? Uh, I <laughs> have heard many more no's than I have heard yeses. Um, which, I mean, you know, I think that that's really good and really important for people to understand is like, even when you admire somebody and you look up to them, like chances are that they had like a lot of tears and a lot of, you know, hardships to get where they are and where they want to go. The statistics is that every, I think it's 65 auditions you go on, you'll get maybe one yes. So, I mean, that statistic is really like, it's discouraging, but it's also encouraging to realize, oh, it does really take that much hard work. So I will keep going and I can keep going. I'm not just, you know, in some rut, like I can make it out of this. But um, I mean, wh- what the hardest thing is, is I've heard a lot of no's, but 
I think what's hard is like, I've heard a lot of no's for various reasons that are really kind of upsetting. Like a no is a no, whatever, but a no because you're not pretty enough is one I've heard a few times is insane because that's like, it's so rude. And it's like, why do you, why do you care so much? Why is this such a, I don't know, but there's been a, there's been a ton of no's over the time and over the course of my career. And there's been a ton of tears, but ultimately the, the no's that I faced and the things that I didn't get. And I don't know if I actually believe in this kind of thing, but it has been for me, a lot of the no's I've faced. Um, if, if I hadn't gotten those no's, the things that had followed would never have happened. I told a story recently um, to a bunch of high schoolers. I went and spoke at a high school. But um, right when I auditioned for the app, I also auditioned for um, this like tiny movie, this really small movie um, called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Um, and I got to meet with Quentin Tarantino. He's the nicest man ever. It was like the coolest experience of my life. It was it was amazing. I am like he was everything I hoped he would be. He was the sweetest, most incredibly like genius person. Um so anyway, I met with him and I got like really close to this job and I was so sad because I did not get it. And then I found out later on, several weeks later, as I was like wallowing in my sorrows that I didn't get it, that I had gotten the act. And I was so excited. But I was also still like kind of hurting from this loss of this other thing because it was just like, if anything had been like my dream job, it would have been to work with one of my favorite directors, which is Quentin Tarantino. So um, I got the act and obviously things were great. (laughs) And I got nominated for a bunch of stuff, which was awesome. And I did see Quentin at this like fancy schmancy, like award, pre-award show party. And I went over to him to say hello and I was super nervous and I went over and I was like hi I don't know if you remember me but and he just stopped me right in my tracks and he went Joey King I am so excited to see you and boy am I glad I didn't hire you because look at the year you're having and (laughs) it was like it was the coolest moment ever so you know things do work out things do happen for a reason and just to know that not only did I get to meet him and work with him but to know that he had kind of seen what had happened like and acknowledged it it was really it was really special wow yeah wow that's amazing i feel like <coughs> not to make this about heart or myself in any way but i feel like each and every Please one do. of us I, I can't i like talking about myself <laughs> way too long no but i feel like each and every one of us sort of have that story of being in this business and it just comes full circle if you just keep going and going and going and you don't give up eventually something will happen to you. If you're, you know, if, if, you, if you are a good person, you're nice to people and you work hard, something mm-hmm. will happen to you. By the way, you said it like perfectly. If you're nice, you gotta be like, I don't care who the fuck you are, where your fame has taken you, where it hasn't taken you. If you're not nice, like you don't deserve any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be a nice person. How have you stayed... I guess, grounded through all of this because you have such a big fandom now and you're, you know... Do I have a big fandom? That word is so funny to me. Yeah, you have a big fandom and and your work is incredible. Like, how how have you stayed grounded through all that? 
I do you guys hear that by the way? Is that really loud? Should I close my door? So like no, my family's just like jibber jabbering in the kitchen. Okay. Um <laughs> I um you know, it's weird because I feel like people who talk about themselves being grounded like aren't grounded, you know what I mean? Because I don't really feel like I I'm not not grounded, but I also wouldn't be like, oh, I'm still grounded. I'm just such a humble grounded lady. Um, but I guess the best way to describe it is I don't put too much weight in my public attention. You know what I mean? Um, I care about my work and I care about doing things that make me happy. And I enjoy doing press sometimes and I enjoy, you know, going places and getting dressed up and having a good time like that. But I don't put my identity in that. I feel like my identity lies with who I am as a sister, who I am as a daughter, um, who I am as a granddaughter, and the things that I like to do in my free time, the people that I spend my time with, the things that I enjoy doing for others. And I don't put my identity in the places that I go or the things that I dress up for or the people that I get to meet. I don't put too much attention and weight onto the things that are the more glitzy, glammy stuff. Speaking of identity, do you, when you do a role on elements in your personal life of that character, do you yeah. feel like you take on elements from that character into your personal life? Sometimes, yeah. Especially right after the role's like done, it takes me a little bit to adjust back to normal life. Um, but not not all the time. I think that there's characters like like Elle Evans and the Kissing Booth, who I share a lot of personality traits with. We're both like very outgoing, very like silly, whatever. So that kind of thing is I bring myself to that character and I also bring part of that character home with me. And that is really fun. But then things like doing the act, um, it was interesting because I did feel like I carried a lot of that home with me after it was over. And it was really hard for me to let that character go once it was all done. I kind of sunk into a bit of a depression after the show was over when I came home because, you know, I had spent six months of my life being in this like really dark state of mind, still having a really great time though on set, being around the most lovely people, but all those people kind of saw my work process, saw what I did every day. So I felt like I had this kind of connection with them all because they knew what I was going through and I knew what they were going through. So we were in it together. Then when I came home and I was kind of expected to just be me again, be part of my friend groups, be part of like everything that was normal. Um, it was really hard for me because I'd kind of miss being in that really dark state of mind every day. And so it took me a while, but I, I felt like very depressed when I came home. And I remember my very last um, ADR session. And for people listening who don't know what that is, it's, you know, when you have to go in a, a recording studio and fix some dialogue that you couldn't really hear or that they want to change the performance on or that like the mic wasn't on properly so you have to go in a recording booth and like sync up your 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 speech with your you know the picture so when I went in for the eighth episode the eighth and final episodes ADR session I remember I came out and I just like bawled in my car because I knew that that was the last time I would ever be that character and so um, that was really, really hard for me. And then when that was over, I was really sad, but I also still felt kind of connected to the project because I was still going around promoting it. And then when the promotion was over, 
I sunk into a little bit deeper of a depression because I was like, oh, okay, now it's really over. And so um, that was, that was like the first time I experienced that. But it was, I think it was because I put so much energy into that character um, and that job, which I'm so thankful and happy for. So I wouldn't change it for the world, even the, the sadness that came afterwards, because it just meant that I was really emotionally connected to the whole experience. Sure. Yeah, that that role, I feel like you really stepped away from Joey and you really became somebody else. And I think that that's that's obviously a a very difficult thing to do. And, you know, when you're so in it like that, coming back to you can be a very difficult thing. For sure. And it felt felt weird and it didn't feel right, you know, Um, especially because the people that I bonded with so heavily when I was filming were all in different state. Like I was, I shot that in Georgia and then all of a sudden I was back in LA and it wasn't like I could, you know, call those people up and just be like, Hey, you want to grab lunch and hang out so I can feel like that, like, you know, connection with somebody that knew what I went through again. It was just like a boom, you're back to reality. I was like, what? <laughs> again, you're very locked in. You're where you are. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty locked in. As you should be. I think that's great. Yeah. It's just hard when especially on the kissing booth, they like, there's the hours were insane. Um, I think the act was more of like a, just a mental state, but the kissing booth, I was like, I don't even know if I have time to poop every day. <laughs> it was just insane. <laughs> I am a huge superhero fan. And you obviously worked on the dark Knight rises, which is a great movie, by the way. Thank you. Um, I agree. I mean, I don't know why I said thank you. I like, literally had nothing to do with it besides <laughs> just being like, hi. <laughs> Did you meet Christian Bale? Did you hang out with him? Yes, to both. Um, it was the coolest thing ever. So we shot for five days in India and I got to go along. And the only cast members that were there in India were me, Tom Hardy, and Christian Bale and Josh Pence, who played. Um, young Raja Ghul. So it was amazing. We got to spend like a lot of time with Christian Bale and his family. And he's just like the nicest guy ever. So, so nice, so funny. And we were all staying at the same place. So we would have dinner together every evening. And I was just so excited because when I was younger and even now, my favorite superhero has always been Batman. Like I had when I was that age, I just had so much Batman stuff in my closet. It was ridiculous. So um, getting to meet him and just like, he was so sweet and gentle and kind to everybody. And then getting to just like spend time with him was absolutely surreal. So then after that, we spent I I was in London for a month with them for the rest of the shoot. And then they, of course, went down to like Pittsburgh and like shot a bunch of other places. But I went to London for a month and got to spend even more time with him and his family. And it was just, it was mind blowing. It was incredible. Um, I feel very lucky to have had that experience because I was freaking out again. Like it was one of those moments, kind of like I was saying with Quentin Tarantino, that is like a dream come true. That is like a dream job to be able to like meet your hero and they're as nice as you had hoped they were going to be and then spend time with them. He is the best Batman. Yeah, forever. I'm excited to see what Robert Pattinson does, though. I think gonna be good. The, the images I've seen from it look really cool. Uh, I think like he's going to be really good. Yeah. I wonder what he's going to do with his voice. 
I, I really talk, do. I, I hope wonder. he talks super high pitched, but he goes in the opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> Wait, what if, what if, like, I as like, what if I just like do like lip sync for him, but like, as yeah, Gypsy you Rose, ADR your voice for like Gypsy Rose voice, just for like the Batman. To say, just based off what you said about 2020 sucking, um, I'm a huge Lakers fan. So when Kobe passed this year, it was a really troubling time for me just being a fan for so long and he he kind of was my hero growing up and on the day that he passed uh that was a really difficult day for me and joey called me that day and she said i'm gonna come pick you up and i was like no you don't have to and she drove like 45 minutes she came and picked me up and she took me to a basketball court and we just played basketball for like two hours and then she took me and bought me cookies and it just you know it was a te- <laughs> it was it was it's a testament to uh just how great of a person you are and how helpful you can be and i'm sure you're helping out during this time in many ways as well so i feel like you're just sort of one of those people that always loves to help and that's refreshing during a time like this thanks man of course and i'm like i'm so happy like because you're such a good friend to me as well that like we're, we have each other's back when really really hard things like that happen and especially because i know how much kobe meant to you in your life and how much he shaped you as like a player and as a person so that was a huge day <laughs> it's a horrible horrible day and i feel like the years just just steadily declined from that it's just been like i know i'm smiling but it's been like the worst year ever <laughs> thanks so much for coming on we really appreciate you of course. I'm so happy that you're we very insightful. This. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you are. Joe, yeah. thank you. Please invite me again. I've had a really good time. <laughs>